Blog Talk Radio. We are here to take your calls and to have a little chat. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And we invite you to join us on our social media sites, Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. Also, you can find us everywhere podcasts are broadcast. So on Apple Music, um, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts. Uh, where else? Alexa, I think, or Amazon, Audible. I mean, we're everywhere. So if you're not able to make the show, that's where you can find the archives as well as on Blog Talk Radio. And you're all um, invited to donate to our show to help defray the cost of our broadcasting. This is not a free service. So... If you are inclined to send a donation, you can find our donation link in our show description or email us on Facebook via Messenger. All right. Let's get started. Well, you know, TikTok, I'm sticking. One of the roles of psychics, if they do expand in their, uh, in their investigation of the world, is to comment on the situation of the world, not just to give individual readings. And I must say, I think we are <laughs> heading into a very, very, very dark period of our American history and, and also our global. Years and years ago, oh, probably 40 years ago, I started to have concerns about democracy and world order and the situation as to the general chaos that's going on in the world that's just not leading to a war or or a battle, but would be a global situation that would consume the entire planet. And now in 2024, I think we've walked through the threshold. I think we are entering a state in in at least our nation, our country, where we are looking at the decline of democracy and the, uh, the entrance of a dictatorship and an absolute deterioration of what we would consider to be the Constitution. These are great concerns to me, not only uh, in my own personal views of how I look at things going on in the world, I keep trying to keep abreast of that, but also in my encounters with people of great importance and 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 uh, being involved in situations that are above and beyond just the ego, and that includes our readings that Chris and I have done with with, with very 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 important people. But needless to say, we are in a very dark passage right now and people should wake up because even what is defined as quote democracy can now mean whatever you want it to mean it will take on a new term terminology if not totally eliminated from the vocabulary uh, of our of our nation and replaced with a new word and we're looking at the idea that there is Forget the matters of truth or forget any matters regarding objectivity 
What will be truth will be what will be invented, not what will be proven. And what will be invented will take over our nation's consciousness so that we will, in fact, believe whatever we hear and adapt to those controversies and those conspiracies and, and things that are made up. And the aids of this would be AI and the manipulation of figures and, and, and the, how the, the press, the American press is deteriorating. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to interject something right here. I was reading an article on a really kind of rag um, magazine or online magazine, but it's also in print, a print magazine, Daily Mail, which is UK based. And I was reading this article that popped up in the feed in Facebook. And I was like, this was not written by a human being. They are having AI write their articles, which is frightening to me that the human element is being eliminated in, in creating content for people to read, you know, aside from the fact that if AI is writing articles, I mean, of course, you're trusting the accuracy of someone's research when you're reading an article. You're, you know, you're trusting that that person is doing their research and, and what you're reading is factual. I mean, it, if it's not just an opinion-based article. This was a news piece, though, and it was terrible. I mean, well, I knew it was AI when back, I got halfway into the article. It goes back to the theory, did the gun kill the guy or the guy who pulled the trigger? Or did the bomb kill us or the man who pressed the button or who invented the bomb? We, we are in a world where we are reinventing the definition of any given word and replacing it with, with our own construction as it's based upon what we want and desire, not what are the principles of true government. We're also looking at the deterioration of, of, of foreign affairs. We're looking at the entrance of extreme isolation, isolation um, in terms of government uh, activity. We are entering a world in which we are becoming enclosed in our own bigotry and our own unconcern. And Unfortunately, there are those who would say, look, Korea can have their power, Russia can have their power, we don't give a shit what they do. Everyone has their own section of power, and, and, every, and, the, and the immediate powers that be leave one another alone, but everyone has their own power. God forbid there should be a conflict. But the idea that we, we are entering something on a much more dramatic stage. Yes, the, all, all of our wars were significant, from American Revolution to the Civil War to Vietnam, Spanish-American War, one step World ahead. War One, World War II, Vietnam. But it's the difference between saying, well, we're going to have a play... <laughs> And, we're, and that play will be produced at the, at the Pasadena Playhouse, as opposed to a, a play being produced at the Coliseum. We are now on a global level, wherein the, the facts of our democracy are now being challenged, redefined, and heading in towards uh, an absolute dictatorship. But this is not... This is nothing news here. Uh, this is, in, in at least my view of things, what I've been seeing for now over, well over 40 years, well over 40 years. And it's a major concern. So I just don't want our show to be, we, we sort of walk through the tulips and we help people out and we discuss important well, matters for individuals. But there's got to be a broader sense of what is going on without spicing it with satire or uh, you know, John Stewart observations. There's got to be something that, it, there's, that we're in a serious state of what is upholding the, the principles of the Constitution and the major principles of democracy. 
But I just um, want to add that if anyone wants to engage, nobody I mean, can fine. engage. Yes. Nobody can engage. That's why. Because uh, Block Talk Radio is not, the phone number's not working to our show. I just called it. I just got a message, a messenger. So we are not able to receive calls. Can we be heard? We can be heard, but well. we cannot receive. Well, I don't know if we can be heard. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we is can be heard. Is there anyone who's listening to us? I don't know. I'm just asking. Maybe block talk, block dialogue. Uh, no, I think it's a problem. They've had an outage. Remember, they had an outage earlier this week. We were trying to. There, there was an outage earlier this week. They're, they're so frustrating. So that's why. Well, should we close the show down and do it later? I don't. No, I'm not. No. No. We should have sketched it later in the first place. Um, if we can be heard. So, I don't know. She can hear us. So, she can hear us. Well, do you want, um, I'm asking, do you want to ask a question? Hold on. Sorry. This? this is Dion. Well, Dion can ask a question Jen, and we can sort of verbalize her question and try to conduct the dialogue. Yeah. So, I'm just texting her. Yes, indeed. It is frightening what we are facing in this world. The fact that we are still here to deal with it is also frightening. But, well, fright, yes, frightening Frightening is a reaction. The, 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 the attitude, though, in terms of being frightened is action, not reaction. So we've got to, there's got to be a place where we wake up as a nation and and really dig deep into what America is really about. And America is not comprised of major of solely conspiracies and dishonesty and getting back at your fellow man and oppressing other people, stripping liberty rights, silencing the press, threatening name calling i mean these are things that uh that really produce not a government but a more of a, a of a dictatorship where ultimately look at uh, george orwell who was not an, an american he was a british british citizen but uh again he produced a fabulous, well, not really a satire, but a comment when he, when he wrote the book Animal Farm and the takeover of energy. Now, that was the takeover of energy where ultimately the pigs became the rulers and they were subordinates on the farm. And then, of course, man was reduced to nearly nothing. But what's happening now is that there that there are certain subject matters that where independence is being stated as a mean to the path of a dictatorship. So the rhetoric and the dialogue to me is very transparent. There's no there's nothing concealing the the motive in my mind about what some individuals are suggesting how our government should be and how some individuals are feeling victimized by the system and setting up any comment they want to support their own righteousness. And what gets mixed up in the process is that there are those who still defend what is seemingly right, and their actions apparently coincide with diplomacy and if you want to call it that, or what would be the standards of, of, of American ideological thinking. But at the same time, when you really listen to the words, something's wrong, something doesn't seem right, there are pieces missing to where now there, the, the dialogue is starting to get ripped apart. And what it's concealing is actually a monster in disguise. A monster that's into power, that's into personal gain, 
And then there's, of course, the network of followers and people who actually agree that democracy as it stands has got to be dismantled and replaced with a new definition. And it can mean whatever I want it to mean. You know, again, 1984. It can mean whatever I want it to mean. Reification. So the idea that we are living in a very dangerous time, and this is only coming up because we don't have callers and sharing our thoughts. Yeah, and there's a question. There's a question. I'm I'm trying to do three things at once here. So you can continue to talk as I'm communicating with a listener as well as support to let them know that we can't get on the show. So I'm a little absent from this conversation. And you can so do very I well carrying it for us. I think it's absolutely vital that we hold placement around the world, that we fight this attitude of isolationism, and that we remain involved in the in the activities worldwide, and that we just don't let, quote, Russia do whatever they want because members of the United Nations, quote, don't pay their dues like it's a club. There's got to be some sense of what would be considered really world order. Now, that's becoming a dictatorial statement. World order really ultimately means the balance of all individuals, all nations, all peoples, all nationalities, all ethnic groups, that there's a balance that we preserve. And this doesn't go only for people, whether they be American, Chinese, African. It doesn't matter. It, it, it goes deeper into, our, into the very essence of nature. You know, what does it matter if the little silverfish dies or the, or the bee d- disappears? What, what's that to us? Well, If you don't have a a world order of thinking, and I take that word order to mean total balance, not imbalance, not something that is ruled by a power, but that we're all equalized in the sense that we are stewards of the earth and, and we're protectors of one another. And what we fight is is something that would be dark and evil, not something that just is downright powerful. So we've got to keep our minds set because we're entering a very, very, very dark period, and I am afraid that the darkness is going to get darker and colder, and we're just about at the edge of it. So... Well, as you said, uh, being a steward of the earth is so important because most of us are not going to have the power to impact the change on a global level, That's the change that's going on, the darkness. But if, if on your individual level you can be involved in preserving life and, and be of, of, of service to others, then that is going to uplift the consciousness of well, it's true. I mean, it, as long as one lives and breathes, one can fight. And if you're fighting for the for the uh, definition of democracy, of severe diplomacy, of working together and not destroying, if you're aware of the hidden agendas of people trying to dismantle what is considered an orderly society by imposing lies and, and, and conspiracy theories and inaccurate statements and confusing it with bemuddled language that just tosses and turns until you don't know what the truth is. These are old tactics. You can pick up the first book of mind confusion and find this is the way you do it. You, you enter into the consciousness chaos, confusion, until the truth can no longer be found. And then from that, you produce your own truth through dramatic statement and accusations that you really can't prove unless you're ballooning it with a lot of nonsense that 
seems to be true, but again, you know, it's comic book information. So we are now entering that period, and and I, you know, pray to God that we can leave the there are those down. that can <laughs> be aware enough to start to say something about it beyond the realm of boyfriends, girlfriends, homes, money, jobs. Get your head into the world and realize what's going on around us before it's too late. Well, it's very hard for people to get beyond themselves, and that's how the world is set up, you know, distractions. Distractions, commercialism, social media, everybody's their own, you know. You can't compile everybody's your, your their own economy yeah, every, with everybody can pieces. become a star these days. Everybody can become a star because of, you know, TikTok and Instagram and it's very competitive and it's you know, it's a distraction. Okay, we're still not getting callers, so there's Dion in the chat. Okay, so Dion has a question which is she said that on a previous show you said it's not over with her um, inheritance case. And that was determined through a series of validations that we both got when asking questions. I don't remember what we asked her, but we were, she was validating our psychic hit that we, um, that we had. She says, yesterday I read about another lawyer being prosecuted for fraud and that lawyer ran the same circle. So I was wondering if there was an update on my case at all. And I said to her that we'll address it in a moment, which we are now. And I also said that, um, you know, my feeling is it's not going to be easy to, to receive, to get the money back from the lawyer, Quinn, she says his name is. I don't think it's going to be an easy battle. But she's going to have to be proactive. The money's not going to just fall in her lap. That's my take. What um, do you have to say? Well, you, you know, when you're dealing with matters like this, there's two major interpretations. One is the a- attitude of karma. karma. And when you're getting to the attitude of karma, the world doesn't have to Adjust to your it. desires. <laughs> yeah, karma is, it, karma can be outlandishly unpredictable, and things can occur that would otherwise seem impossible. So karma can step in, and sometimes mixed in with karma is one's individual emblem connection to transcendence, to being able to beat the odds, to to have a victory that would seem absolutely impossible otherwise. So you have to look at that and analyze, first of all, is there any kind of code within that so system of thought? You have a birthday? Who's it? 12-5-73. So, I mean, yes. she's got some... I mean, the 7-3 is good, but the problem is that 11 in the 7-1973. Well, I mean, as far as the transcendent side is concerned. You see, the problem that... Uh, and that's relationship, and this involves relationship. Her whole family was shattered because of it. Right. So the problem that Dion has initially in her karma, and she's compounded is that her eight is broken up. Right. So eight would be a power number, and in generally speaking, when it's on the karmic side of the birth date, it usually suggests that one had once had power, power. in a past life, and it was broken up. It yeah. was corrupted. It, so you're you're breaking it up. In this case, the, the, the challenge is even worse because the eight itself is broken up. So not only is there an eight, not only is there not an, an eight, eight on the karmic side. Or any eight within the birth at all. by a one, two, five. Yeah, I mean, if she'd born, been born in 83, you know, maybe it would have been an easier path because the eight would have, you know, right. reformulated in the year. But it's not that way. It's seven, three. So there's a suggestion that... No matter what goes on, she's got to maintain her spirituality. Well, it's more than that. It, when you look, when you analyze the karmic side, you have a one, a two, and a five. I'm talking okay. about the transcendent side. We're not there yet. Yeah, but that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Okay. But you took me off course. The one, two, five, it goes in sequence at the beginning, one and two. Now, that's foundation and relationship. But now there's a, there's a um, karma involved in that. 
due to a corruption on the part of the past life. So there was a corruption in disturbing one's foundation to take advantage of a relationship. Now what happens with that, that becomes a three. So now it gets into the center that the advantage that the soul had back then increased their appetite. But that three via one and two, that three is now appearing again between the, the two, two and, and the five. five. So now we have, a, we have a one and two, which is a three. And from the two, we jump to five, which is a jump of three. So this three energy is being repeated. Not to mention it's at the end. We'll get to that in a minute. It's at the end of her transcendence. Right. So we're not there yet. But I, you know, I want to point something else out, but you're, I may be jumping ahead. So we have the three from the one, two, the rise of three and a five. What does that add up to? Oh, why no? (laughs) I know. I understand. So when we get to the, when we get to the three to the five, and now there's another rise of three and that, that by itself becomes an eight, forget about the one, two, five being an eight. But now there's an eight between the two and the five with the three in between. So now we have another eight system going on. And those two eight systems become a 16 or a seven, which appears in the year. So now we have two numbers appearing in the year that we have derived from karma. So insert. What it means is that there's a chance to restore the karma and come out with a more completed sense of being and balance because between the seven seven and three three is a four. four. And that becomes seven, four, and three becomes a 14 or a five, which brings us back to the day she was born and five is communication and writing, which involves also wills and lawsuits and whatever. So yes, there's a possibility in the code, but look at the journey one has to go through to, to a, arrange this number system in an order that is advantageous to the person. So suffice to say, she, Dion, has gone through a lot in order to try to restore her equilibrium and transcend to a higher order of living but it's appropriate because it's in her master number and it's in her linear code. Right. But what I, my, my take on her situation is she's going to have to be proactive in trying to retrieve the money that she lost. It's not going to just be some windfall that comes in. I mean, Dion does have, I mean, she gets, I mean, she has a strange karma because she, you know, has, she has these little windfalls that come in, you know, they're not massive windfalls, but, you know, furniture that's gifted to her, you know, the disability coming through, being, having her, uh, her, her living, her apartment and, and, and utilities totally paid for she just said that the Humane Society, she's going to be in the hospital, and the Humane Society agreed to board Cupid for free. Things like this. You know, yeah, charitable gifts. Because of the 7-3 charitable gifts that she's received. But, you so, know, there's something, there's also a unique reflection in her four. Now, between the seven and three is a four, right? Mm-hmm. But if we now add up the difference in her karma, the difference between one and two is one, and the distance between two and five is three, and one and three is a four. So there's a four over there we can figure out. Yeah, I mean, you're... And there's a, well, there's a, a difference between one and two yeah, is I get one, it. between I see two it. and five is not, not hard to see, so but it's, four. it's, yeah, hidden. And between seven and three is four. Both there, hidden it's fours. a hidden four. But those hidden fours... Add up to... An eight, which which explains why the why she's she's involved in this this weird dichotomy of yin and yang of positive and negative cho- charges. And when you have a positive and negative charge, you usually have an explosion. 
But when you have this, but they also can equal each other or one another out. So she's got an agenda that to now, to her advantage, if we just look at her month, it adds up to a three. If we look at the last number in her birth date, that adds up to a three. Three and three is six. Now that six is what's driving her to call our show. Right, that's the third eye energy. Is the third eye energy and the sixth chakra energy, wherein probably in a past life, Dion went to soothsayers and soothsayers and psychics, and she's been involved in the medium before this lifetime. She might have even been, been a reader, reader yeah. but there was probably a sense of corruption back then. So, uh, and then the companion she has with her dog is. Um, well, when you go through literature, i.e., John Steinbeck travels with Charlie, Jack London, Call of the Wild. When you have when you have episodes with a human being and a dog, there seems to be some sort of literary ingredient that almost commands attention and public publication. So the fact that her sole companion at this point is a dog is significant as a dog is they they say man's best friend but human's best friend so the fact that the humane society is going to take care of her dog when she's in the hospital suggests that at one point in time Dion worked for a rescue system maybe she worked for the Red Cross maybe she worked for um, the mounted police maybe she had a St. Bernard and she saved people in the North Pole but she did something that would come back because karma reward her. Yeah. Karma says I can be one hell of a son of a bitch and cut your throat and walk away, or I can be your angel in disguise. Karma works according to the rules of past activities, and it doesn't give a damn whether you're it's positive or negative. It follows the order. Of well, that and that's why there can be such convolution in a person's life. I mean, there's another person that we know that has a really tough karma, but there's situations that she's had where she's been given a house. Well, not given a house because I think there's a mortgage, but you know the the payment is very low. Um, <laughs> trips to trips to Ireland, you know, yeah. I, crazy things that would be unexpected with a person with her income. So. Obviously, that person did some really bad things in past lives and also did some really good things. And it can get so mixed up that there's there's a dichotomy in the lifetime. Well, I don't I don't want to I don't want to chip away on in regard to the events. I'm sorry. In regard to the events that 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 happened in a person's life. Kristen Baker is the one who originally put me in touch with the Humane Society. That's true. I did. I yeah, there's a certain her. psychic link to that. But here's one of the secrets to existence is that we do not give up our struggle to survive until one God takes us. We don't. We don't determine that we've had enough and we well, eliminate ourselves. Well, but I mean, ourselves. some people do. I mean, that's I mean, you know, we're not. We're not right now. Um, it, con- confronting the, the sensitive issues of suicide and pain and torture and, and why people eliminate their lives, whether intentional or unintentional, that's a whole different subject matter for the humanities. But when it comes to the bare essence of existence, when it comes to the bare essence of karma, there is a responsibility that we live our life until our breath takes us not until we impose upon our breath that it's time to go. Unless maybe you're in bed and you're 99 years old and you just decide to take your last breath. But that's different, of course. So the idea that we live our life to the fullest to make sure that we've completed our journey, not shy of it, we've got across the finish line while we're on conscious levels. I'm not talking about pulling the plug when you're brain dead. So in that regard, the essence of completing her in, in, in uh, Dion's way, if she were to, quote, 
impose upon herself a death, she would not be completing her linear Right, code. so she would be coming back and facing yeah, the same karmic energies that she's it. I mean, you know, whether she comes back or not, completing is not for us to say. However, yes, if she yeah, And that we're not life. suggesting that's where her mind is, but we're incorporating that into our general attitude and dialogue of trying to uh, inform the, 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 listening, the listeners what is a linear code and what is it all about. So it would be if that were the case and she were to come back, I mean, she would be facing a lot of the same souls that she's dealt with in this lifetime and whatever other lifetime she has karma from. Right. And it would be probably a way worse situation than she has in this lifetime. It would be worse. She wouldn't have the advantages that she but has in this lifetime. What I don't she's got to do to com- complete her journey, she's got to go through her linear code and complete that three at the end. Now, what's vital about that is that the the month one and two is has to transform into, three. into the three. It has to transform. When you have those two threes, you have a six. So her vision cannot be polluted by despair, um, depression, some aggravated sense of of apathy. Obviously, you know, there's got everything she's experiencing and she's bound to experience will be part of the process to get to that solid three. Right. And well, then her master number is what? It's one. 28 to one. Yeah, she's so the master that. number comes back to, to the, the first number yeah. in her birth date, which means that she's like, like Einstein, like physics. She's made, she's bent time. And now time is bent. It's not linear. It's a circular sense of energy that is coming back to restore what she, what she previously corrupted. But it's now done through a series of misadventures, if you will, and conflicts, because everything that she's confronting, she's created in a past life. And now she has to take her current consciousness and go through the same chapters without becoming corrupt. Which in, what what induced the corruption before was that she went through these things and became corrupt. Well, and in knowing Dion through the show, uh, I know that she's subject to hills and valleys. So maintaining maintaining a positive energy has been challenging for her, for sure. I mean, things are better than they were over the summer. But even still, there's highs and lows that she experiences. So maintaining a balance Yeah, and they're synonymous be because you achieved. really can't have a valley without a hill. You've right. got to have the logistics of geography are such that if you have a peak, you have to have a bottom. So, And that bottom is created from two, in terms of the valley, the, the space between the peaks or within the peaks. And so when you have this attitude of ascending and descending what happens is in each lifetime we ascend but if we have karma we We descend descend. so this attitude of ascending and descending according to how what the peaks were at the time of our death will determine how difficult our path is going to be in the preceding and proceeding proceeding lifetime so we were totally corrupt on a high level our fall would be much more dramatic, like Icarus. And, and at that point in time, we have to suffer the results of the fall. So our journey to climb to the top again is a lot more arduous than it was previously. It's going to be a harder climb. And so those of you out there that are listening, if you have a hard climb in life, it's because you had a hard fall from a previous life due to corruption and gain from that corruption. So, of course, it comes back. Yeah, and people wonder, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a good person, but I just can't seem to get ahead. Why is this happening to me? I haven't done anything wrong in my life. Uh, You know, I came into the world with with parents that were both, you know, drunks and abusive, and I've just been a good person. Why can't I get out of this? Well, the answer is past lives. So, what should I do to help myself with the lawyer? She's asking. It's been about... uh, 
No, I don't agree. She's saying allow karma to take over and continue doing what I'm doing with the books. I mean, I like, I don't think, I don't think that there's going to be some exposure of this lawyer and what the lawyer did to, to, to um, take advantage of Dion. I, I don't think that's going to just open no. up. I, she needs to probably get a lawyer and pursue this legally, which is going to be an uphill battle. It will be difficult. It may not be over, but it's going to be a battle that you're going to have to get, you know, personally involved with, not just expect it to unfold by itself magically. That won't happen. Yes, I've been very bad to come coming into. It's very difficult. I was to help me navigate the waters. Thank you. What's that? She's just saying we helped her over the summer. Oh. And she's been blessed with karma. But, I mean, do you agree with me that she's going to have to be, well, she's going to have to, if she wants to get her money back from this lawyer, which is not guaranteed in any way, shape, or form. It's not guaranteed that she's going to get the money back. But there's going to have to be a proactive a proactive approach to getting the money back. It's not going to just, are you okay? Yeah. No, the idea is that, uh, you know, if you, if you implement the idea of karma, we don't have to worry about it because karmically it's going, the savior is going to come and it's all going to be worked out. We don't have to do a thing because karma will bring that person in. Now a psychic can say, Oh, I see that happening. That's going to happen. Right. It can happen. Ex Mexico, but but the but the idea that but the idea that uh, if we don't see it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. There's a certain karmic element in this person's uh, birthday that suggests it could happen. But on the other hand, to try to engage the efforts of another attorney who might see that there's deep pockets and there's something to gain from it, but is that just going to be an attorney who takes her on? No. There's got to be some incentive for the attorney to take, for her to hire an attorney and right. have that and have an ability. The attorney is not going to be your main society. Mm-hmm. No one just unless they see some incentive, right? And some that, issue that, of reward that, that there's a re- exactly and contingency, and there and has to be, it. you know, it's going to be hard. There has to be enough enough there for them to invest yeah, their why time. Yeah, go through all that work and, 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 and so, at the risk of not making it a penny? You know, they've got to be able to know what they're doing. and Right, and you, she has to present the evidence to them yeah, in a be, really organized fashion. So, I mean, this, this is going to take a lot of work. And years and years of work. So is that a reality? Is really, and is no. it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Because, because she's been involved with lawyers before and fighting for her inheritance and for the business, for the family business. And all, you know, I've read through the paperwork. I mean, she sent it to me years ago. I mean, so you could contact three attorneys in the future that are, agree, are agreeable to a half hour free session and see what they, what their take is and take notes and gather, compile the notes and see what your chances are. If anyone's one, will it would take be it a, on and two, what it would be. The problem is, and this is what I found when, you know, another caller uh, Rosemary, uh, I, I, she has a problem with her inheritance, and she says she put all the evidence in the book. Never been able to find a lawyer that would touch that guy. Well, th- this is the issue with an estate attorney. Estate attorneys typically do not work on contingency. You have to pay them by the hour. I mean, you get a personal injury attorney. Yes, there's contingencies, but it's difficult and. It, it, it's just difficult. Uh, what is it called? SSDI attorneys contingency. They don't get paid until you get awarded um, your your disability benefits. But uh, difficult to find an estate attorney. I think that's what she would need to get this lawyer um, to get her funds back from this attorney. I had three that worked in contingencies and none of them were able to get any answers. Well, it, it, and it may differ by state because in California, I found that there are attorneys that work on contingencies. If there is, like you said, enough, enough um, evidence that would make the case worthwhile to them. But in the state that Rosa Maria lives in, there were none. I found one that worked on contingency. I believe that was that person was in New York. 
and not New Jersey. But anyway, it was difficult. So it varies by state who's going to work on contingency. And Chicago, uh, I mean, Illinois probably has a different, um, you know, their their attorneys are different than the ones in New Jersey. So it's by state. But writing the book, I mean, the attorney's not going to read the book. You've got to present your evidence to the attorney in that meeting, not in a 30-minute capsulized session. They don't have time to read the book. You've got to present your evidence to them in a concise fashion. Book, the book isn't going to get no. you your money. No. no. I mean, the book may be cathartic, but it's not unless it went viral and blew up and you started to become a bestseller, it's not, there's, the corruption is not going to be, uh, you're not going to resolve this problem of corruption through the book, in my opinion. Yeah, probably not. And, you know, with the readership today, I mean, you can't get people hardly to read a book. Right. And who's going to read your book? Who really cares? Who really cares? It doesn't matter. Even if someone cares, I mean, they may not, you know, it's just the average person yeah, that reads the not, book. They're not going to do anything. You've, you know, one part of life, Dion, is to move on. That would be one situation. If you're intent on making a life your battle and formulating how to maybe confront this issue and regain your inheritance, then start actively seeking out some possible contingency lawyers and having at least a, a half-hour free session yeah. so they can listen to your story. She's saying, I wrote the book as a big ad for an attorney. No attorney is going to go read that book because they're looking for a case to take on. Yeah. That's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to work that way. You, no. you, know, you, may, you may be able to say to the attorney, you know, I wrote a book about this, but really the, the way you're going to get an attorney interested in is presenting your case I mean, uh, I understand it, what you're saying that, you know, you're right. You do you're something and you get the attention of somebody. Just, right. But that's like saying, I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a lemonade stand on the corner and hope that Sunkiss comes by. <laughs> right. And, and starts, to, starts to market my product. Yeah. You know, it could happen. Little rascals, it could happen. But it, uh, the, the thought that you're going to write this. Well, she did be, already write it. Know, well, I mean, go in a rowboat with your fishing pole and catch a whale. It's not, it's not that it's not possible, possible, but the, but you know, I mean, when you think about it, Edison held up two wire. They said, how are you going to connect the world through communication? And Edison, imagine Edison holding up two wires and he goes, I'm going to string these across the country. So, you know, you can you can get into the idea that anything can be possible and then it becomes satellite communication. So. So, yes, dreamers can make things happen and you can expect like David to put a pebble and a stone and, and kill Goliath. But generally speaking, it's not the best way to go about it thinking you're going to write a book and grab somebody's attention, believe me. It, it's not, it, that doesn't it's not that gonna, yeah. But, but if that's the way you want to do it, I would applaud you because at least you're fighting and you're doing something with your time and you're fighting. You're, you're being active. Yeah. I, so, that's, and, uh, that's fine. You can dig, here's a shovel, dig a hole and I'll watch you sweat and, and I'll applaud you for your efforts. Whether you hit treasure you know, like the kid said, you know, hey, I found out if I dig a hole, I can get to China. So he starts digging in the backyard. I tried to do that once. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess people write their, their, their autobiographies in hopes sometimes, you know, if it's like a story like this where they're, where they're, uh, where they're cheated out of inheritance or they're victimized in some way. They want, you know, Netflix or Hulu to pick up their, their, their manuscript and make it into a movie and expose. And sometimes that happens, Aaron Brockovich, you know. But for the most part, a lot of these books stay in obscurity, unfortunately. And, you know, it's just, I, I, I would be, 
I would talk to attorneys again. That's probably yeah. the best no, route. And no if that's not going to work. formula in your birthday that says you're going to be successful. It just isn't young. And I've dealt with plenty of people who have been robbed of millions and millions and millions of dollars, and there was no solution. Right. Well, she's saying my thought was to attract the lawyer to me instead of me hitting dead ends contacting them. Believe me, lawyers are not scanning Amazon for books to see who they can help. They already have, you know, they're busy. Lawyers are busy. They're not looking for cases. Successful lawyers are not looking for cases. I mean, you know, you might have... You might have some realtor have a staff that says, call all these homes and see who wants What's to sell. What's a sell? Home. That's different, yeah. You know, your thinking, your, 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 your thinking has some sort of co- legitimacy, correlation to some right. logic. But, but to go through writing a book hoping that someone's going to pay attention to it. I mean, there have been books written that have become successful, that have been you know, self-published and someone's running through. I mean, there was one book that was self-published and Random House brought, brought it up and the book became a bestseller. Um, what was it? The the, uh, the book about the soup? Uh, uh, I don't know. The Chicken Soul for the Soup? Chicken Soul for the Soup was self-published and it was uh, discovered on a self-publishing level and became a bestseller. I'm not saying that it can't happen, yeah. but nothing... You know, in your stadium of life, I, not, there's no big spotlight that says, says this, is gonna this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you want to try to do that, that's fine. Well, she's Maybe. already tried to do that. I mean, the book is there yeah. for anyone to look at. No one has, I mean, it's been published for, I don't know, how long has it been published, Dion? We have like three minutes. We've got to close. Yeah. But um, it's been published for a couple of years. No lawyer has picked it up by this time. No. And, <laughs> and then, you know, well, Chris and I will call on Tinkerbell to come by and, and bless your book, and maybe somebody will see it. Three years. It's so, been published for three years. Funny, we're dealing with her three as well. But, well, um, yeah. We're, mm. we're not stopping that from happening. No. And we're not, not causing not any confusion by our input. But, you know, if it happens, it happens. Maybe our dialogue, maybe something will happen. But for us to verbatim state that's going to happen, that would be false. Okay, we gotta we gotta close everybody, and uh, we apologize for the phone lines being down. Of course, we can't reach Blog Talk Radio, you know, real time. It's always a day later or whenever they get around to um, getting our messages. So we don't know what's going on. Ah, hopefully next week our show will be up and running as usual. You know, with a phone line that works, and we are back on the air undetermined because I think we might do a later afternoon show, perhaps. So that's to be announced. Have a great weekend, everybody.